You are now tuned into On a Tuesday, the podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Aaron. Thanks for joining me as I share my perspectives on life, art, love, and everything in between. I hope to leave you better than I found you. Welcome to my passion. Let's talk about it. Here with me today on a Tuesday. Wait, it's actually Thursday. The myth, the legend. We won't go there, but the Norman Oaks. For those of you who know him, <laughs> you know him as the quote-unquote fit photographer. The fit photographer. For those of you who don't know him, I will let him introduce himself. All right, my name is Norman Oates, aka Notes. AKA the fit photographer. I'll leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) And what is it that you do? I am a professional photographer, a fitness and financial enthusiast. I won't put any professional labels on that because, you know, I kind of slack from time to time with both, but uh, definitely a professional photographer. (laughs) (laughs) And what? sparked your interest in financial stability and well to go as in depth with it as you have uh being broke uh for (laughs) most of my life you know but on the outside everybody thought people who've known me even my closest friends think that my life has been super sweet um for a while now and uh on the outside i could probably understand why but uh i feel like i was living an internet lifestyle before social media really popped off so fronting like exactly <laughs> like fronting i was fronting before fronting was a thing like <laughs> you know there was nothing to post when i first started doing this you just had to see me in person and everybody thought it was smooth from what they saw on the outside it didn't see the back end numbers and uh uh, really? Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. Bring being broke and uh, wanting to do better for my family, for my children, purchase them a home, um, and I got denied. So that happened about that was about a year and a half ago. I tried to purchase a home for my family, and when they when they saw the numbers and the credit score and everything and the income and they were they pretty much laughed. They pretty much laughed at me. They said, you know, this this isn't gonna work. And um I'm one of those people who was like if you if you say no to me and I really want something, I'm gonna figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I said if I have to play y'all game, if I have to do this the way y'all want me to do it, I'm just gonna do it all the way. I'm not gonna do it a little bit. I wanna come back to the table and everything be so smooth that, you know, n- no one's ever going to deny me again on this so that's that's that pretty much was the focus wanting uh, to get my finances together to purchase my my family a home and and, and move into better things so. so you recently cleared all your debt i did i'm 100 percent debt free 75k in 14 months that's, kind of dope. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was, it was very challenging you know i ate a lot of ramen you know, a lot of the oatmeal. Ramen, a lot of oatmeal. Ramen, ramen is not just. A I spruce it up though. I, I put the I I put boiled eggs in the ramen. I hit it with the hot sauce. Listen, all you gotta do is <laughs> after you boil your ramen and you put your sauce packet in there, 
pan fry that baby and put some garnishes pan on Pan fried ramen? Yes. Wow, I never thought yes. of that. You got so it. we boiling the ramen, hitting it with the sauce, taking it out the sauce pan and fry, hitting it on a pan. Some okay. Listen, that's different. One of these days we're going to talk about how to level up your struggle meal because okay. that's a real thing. Fair. That is a real thing. <laughs> Especially if you're going to go through and try to get debt free because... I mean, yeah, you gotta, yeah, the meals have to be very low cost. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not gonna eat filet at home. You're not eating sushi. And you can still, you know, do your taste buds a favor even on a budget. You know, that reminds me. I remember being like younger, like 16 and 16 to 20, I would eat Waz Garden. Chinese restaurant in Bloomfield. If you know, you know. If you don't, I mean, now you know. I would eat, I would order a four piece chicken wing with shrimp fried rice. I want to say like four days a week. And then I would have like sushi for dinner. And it was, I was eating, I literally ate out every single day. I, did, I never cooked at home. Literally watched that little boy grow up. We did. The little boy that works in the Chinese restaurant. We saw, yeah, exactly. He's grown. He's when a grown I, when man. I first got in there, I want to say this kid, this kid had to be like, six or seven years mm -hmm. old and now he's like really grown. yeah he's like 20 that's, <laughs> that's crazy that's like, yeah. it's time to move <laughs> yeah for sure no but okay so back to this debt-free right right journey right. Mm -hmm. how was i mean clearly yeah. it was a process oh for sure so how did like how did the mission start like what was you said the, the deciding factor was wanting that house correct, correct. that was the that was the like the straw that broke the camel's back it was like i knew my finances were messed up i knew it for years i just didn't care because at the end of the day it was like i still was able to live my life mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was nothing i couldn't buy because i was swiping cars and everything it was nothing that even getting apartments wasn't an issue they don't care about stuff buying cars never was an issue they'll approve you for anything mm -hmm. but when you apply for that mortgage them mm -hmm. numbers have to be right and I mean, right there, they're they going they to dig up all your old stuff. Oh, this has been in collections since 2006. Now nah, you got to clean that up. Like The scoff that comes <laughs> yeah. before your, your rejection. They're not letting yeah. anything slide on those mortgages. So hey, if you're out there and you're listening, you trying to apply for a mortgage, you got something in collections since 2011, clean it up. So what was the, what was the start of the process like? Because I'm um, sure seeing the numbers... I, I'm I'm the type of person I used to avoid numbers. I don't right. like if I don't I don't want to know the numbers. Everything is intimidating and I recently got <laughs> to a place I checked my I I didn't even have credit before December. Right. And I'm almost thirty. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. kind of phenomenal. Yeah. That was another big goal of mine. I was I was 28. I had just turned 28 when I when I got this bad news, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna give myself two years. So I got two years to clean this mess up. I, I really got on it. I worked extra gigs. I went back and got a job. I've been a photographer for seven years, but full time at the time I had been full time for already three years. And uh, once you get used to working for yourself, you you don't want to go back and work for nobody yeah. else. But it just made sense to go back and get that extra income to kind of boost the income to pay off stuff faster so I, I i did all that too and it was but yeah day one for me was literally after getting cussed out by the the mortgage people <laughs> and them telling me that i had all this stuff i, I got a pen and p 
paper out I mean a pencil and paper out and I just started listing everything out things that were in collections uh, old medical bills credit cards mm-hmm. um, car notes student loans mm-hmm. just listed it boom 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 on a paper and then each and next to each item I was like oh student loan uh, 10 grand other student loan because you know you'll have like three student loans and they will all be like crazy amounts other student loan 15 grand credit cards 6700 cars 25,000 like it, yeah and you just listed from top yeah top to bottom and when I did it I ended up like I think the real number was like 74,688 like I, I'm, I'll never forget it. Like I think that was the exact number, <laughs> seventy four thousand six eighty eight, and I just said, you know, seventy five thousand. You know, just rounded it up, yeah. call it a you day. Don't forget numbers exactly. Like that. <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy, and and um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was day one. Is is listing it all out, and uh, I listed them. After I listed them, I rearranged them smallest to largest. So I had some knickknacky stuff in there that was like. 1500 two mm-hmm. grand and you know that's still not a little bit of money but when you looking at stuff on that list it's 25,000 mm-hmm. you're like oh this 1500 let me get let me knock this out really quick um so that's what I did I started it from the from the bottom literally from the bottom and just worked my way up uh got some momentum and paid off mm-hmm. a couple two thousand dollar bills a couple three thousand dollar bills and then I started getting into the bigger ones like mm-hmm. the eight and nine I was like whoo you know what I mean you can't just knock those out in one in one swoop <laughs> the yo's you got to keep attacking month after month and just just kind of build up the momentum yeah that sounds <laughs> like yeah. a lot so exactly. basically you, you can't be afraid to look at the numbers it's kind of exactly like, kind of like working a job and you, mm-hmm. you know you got an eight hour shift and it's just like all right that's two four hour shifts and then you get down <laughs> yep. to the four hour and it's, it's like, like right, you try to take your lunch break <laughs> at hour six so you know yeah. you're like oh i got two hours left try to trick yourself yeah so you gotta basically know the bulk of it in order to break it down in whatever ways makes you comfortable with the idea of it being possible to right to get to that's that's really awesome that's um so what are some key bad spending habits that you've noticed from because this has been a journey you've been talking to people through your instagram and things like that about your journey and theirs Mm -hmm. what are some of the key bad spending habits that people have come to you with um well overall off the rip a bad spending habit is buying anything that you don't need (laughs) and then after that it gets worse than that so where a lot of us are buying things that we don't need and then we move into a space where we we need it so much quote unquote that we buy it before we even have the money so we're already mm-hmm. buying something we don't need mm-hmm. and then we bought something we don't need without when the we, without the right? without our mm-hmm. money we borrow mm-hmm. someone else's money to pay for it mm-hmm. at a ridiculous interest rate just to have it sooner and uh, i heard someone say uh, a couple of days ago on social media they said that um debt is the shortcut to getting things that you want faster mm-hmm. but unfortunately there's no shortcut to get out you simply have to pay it off that's real <laughs> so i was like that is that so real it into perspective exactly it's the shortcut to getting things that you want faster but there's no shortcut to get out you and just have on to top do of it. it it hinders you from getting the things that you need exactly <laughs> like a home yes. <laughs> oh that's real mm-hmm. um okay so what are some other um what are some other bad spending habits? So after buying things that you don't need with money you don't have, uh, you got your credit cards, which are just terrible. You have people who, you know, played a lottery. I, for one, I grew up in a house with my grandparents and my grandmother bought lottery <laughs> tickets 
every chance she got like i think i've played the lottery maybe three times in my life just for ha-has mm. like it's almost like a, i know i'm not gonna win but i'm just gonna give you this yeah. this two dollars like you know yeah. what i mean it's like i don't even know why i'm doing it because i know i'm not gonna win my grandmother bought lotto tickets every single week i watched her do it for like 10 years and I think she won once and it was like $500 and she acted like that $500 got her all her money back over 10 years like it was crazy she probably spent more than that 500 the lottery is not a play for success mm -hmm. it is not a play for success at all you're not gonna win especially <laughs> like, the, the big lottery tickets like I mean if you're if you're if you're adamant about playing the lottery do the scratch tickets like, mm -hmm. the the the, the odds are more in your favor than winning those yeah. billion dollars ever will be. Oh, and for sure. And then you got other things like people are, you know, I said this before, eating out every single day. Mm -hmm. Like, go to the grocery store. Clip some coupons. I still don't clip coupons Pinterest. to this day. But, like, I know people who do it. And I see people go to the grocery store. And their bill was $300. And they spent $23. Let's Granted, know. they have, like, 20 cans of Dove. I mean, bottles of Dove that they don't need. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no. they could resell it and make some money off it. I used so. to work in a retail establishment. And I used to see people come in there all the time. They would have full carts. And mm -hmm. by the time they're finished with their coupons, they'd buy, like, 10 10 little boxes of toothpaste and pay zero dollar for the toothpaste Nothing. because they had all their manufacturer coupons store coupons yeah i don't even know how that works like how do you leave and not pay me anything but you have a cart full of stuff Listen, it's still it's unreal to me it's i don't know it, how they do it it's and it's, i heard they take hours on this stuff they're looking oh, up on oh, google manufacturer like, coupons and we store, used to like, avoid, when we saw like and it would be groups of them coming in at the same time yeah. when we saw them we ran and then i heard they're like they like tag team each other because there's like a limit on how many you can oh, buy yeah. like oh, yeah. three per person so they'll like, have like oh, their I cousin need, i need three more boxes of toothpaste <laughs> but i reach my limit so add it to yours because you only exactly. need two and yeah it, it's too much like it's, it's a whole hustle for sure i mean i respect it it's almost like it seems like a little it's a little shady it like it, it would seem that way but the store is like they, they, they can't they say no they don't have the they don't have i mean outside of the whole limit thing but everybody does that like you yeah. know like oh get this for me and i'll pay you back or whatever yeah. but um outside of like having that limit listed there's mm -hmm. essentially nothing wrong with it because they give you the coupons you get them in the stores accept the coupons so yeah. unless you're trying to actually get something that they're not offering you're right. in the clear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just they but they spent time like that that takes time mm -hmm. like it would be like over a hundred dollars worth of items mm -hmm. come down to five dollars and i'm like yeah, Yo, how same. <laughs> but I, I i honestly like i respect that coupon clipping yeah. especially for meals because like food is something that's a, it's a necessity right. but how much you eat it, it's not necessarily you know and i think that was that's one of the justifications like well i gotta eat you gotta eat but you don't have to eat out every night like, right like the amount of money you can spend twenty dollars at you know like a ruby tuesdays or whatever mm -hmm. and you can spend that same twenty dollars in the grocery store have leftovers for like at least two three days right with that same money that you would have taken to eat out and i'm guilty of it too because grow hub they yeah they they get me yeah they I've get witnessed me. you spend a lot of money on group we, we, we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> honestly like eating out and it, it's it's convenience because i know a lot of us are busy um 
we shouldn't be too busy to save money because at the end of the day that's what our hustle is for it's we're right. going after the money so if it helps us save money then we shouldn't be too busy for yeah it. especially someone like me who was i was always that played into me eating out a lot too like on the weekends as a photographer friday saturday sunday is when i'm the most busy and i'll jump from events especially in the summer times i'll mm-hmm. jump from like an event to event to event to photo shoot and I won't be home for like seven, eight hours and you can't have a meal prep. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I'm just yeah. sitting in the hot car all day. So it's like, you know, let me just go get this McDonald's. Let me get this KFC, this Wendy's. So, you know, that stuff adds up. Yeah, I had Wendy's earlier today. So we're not exactly. gonna talk about that. But it's it, it's a convenience thing. If it's a convenience, you have to realize that convenience costs. So if there's any way that you can actually meal prep or even just get a light snack for your in-between until right. you actually get to a place where you can actually make a meal, then mm-hmm. that will definitely help too. But it's it, everything adds up. Like... I I actually <laughs> I looked at my my online banking one day oh, and yeah. I I saw the amount of meals that I paid over and especially if you're gonna <laughs> order, especially if you're gonna order it and then you see all your delivery fees and stuff adding up too it's just like yeah. was that food that good that I spent that much exactly. on it Wasn't so many days it. a week at that like oh probably not right. it's just never worth it at the end of it definitely i i i have to do better with that especially because i don't my schedule's not that crazy for me to yeah my schedule is definitely not that crazy i could afford to go to the grocery store and and cook right and i just don't do it as much as i should so yeah yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna handle that i'm gonna handle that that's my 20 2019 goals so i've seen and heard some things on the internet and off about potentially incorporating financial literacy courses in high schools, colleges, well, not so much colleges, I think they already have stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but in high schools making mandatory courses for students to learn financial financial literacy starting, you know, freshman year of high school. Um, What are... Have you, Uh (laughs) I should say, is there anything that you learned promoting financial literacy from your parents grandparents um growing up that kind of helped you or like what what, (laughs) i should say what what did you learn right in regards to finances so interesting actually my grandfather i grew up with my grandparents and my grandfather took care of all the finances my grandmother never paid a bill in their 35 years of marriage she didn't drive he drove her everywhere. All she did literally was take care of the babies and cook. Like real classic old school relationship. Goals. Man does all the financial <laughs> stuff. Wife takes care of the kids and cooks. Literally, that's how it was. So um, we were a single person uh, household. And my grandfather stressed a lot when I was little kind of budgeting. But he never really went into detail about it. The only thing he said about budgeting and finance to me throughout the years was always be able to pay your bills. Hmm. That's the only thing he said to me. And as big as that is that leaves so much room yes. for like a 12 13 year old boy to kind of because i was i was early and i was always younger than my friends so i started making money when i was like 11 years old mm-hmm. my grandfather had bought a, a ride in lawnmower and we had some shovels and you know how it snows <laughs> in new england so 
every 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 snow uh, storm or whatever whether we had uh, no school or a two hour delay i would come to school with like two three hundred dollars in my pocket at like 12 13 years old middle school seventh eighth grade ninth grade big fat wild of cash and i had like i had like eight customers eight ten customers on the on the white riding lawnmower <laughs> i would ride my ride a lawnmower around the neighborhood and i would just you know cut people's grass from anywhere to like 25 to 50 dollars and it was weekly so i was making a lot of money for somebody who was 12 13 years old mm -hmm. and i literally just blew it off i just mm -hmm. went out this is when the chinese food thing started like yeah. i would just go out and eat every day from when i was like 12 like just throw it in the bag right i would <laughs> ride my bike to to was <laughs> and get a four-piece chicken with shrimp fried rice like in an egg roll like and, and that's where it began but um that's all he ever said to me always be able to pay your bills so i'll tell you a story i got my first real job um I left college early. I was on a four-year plan, but I got a two-year degree, and I got out of there because I just realized it just wasn't working for me, and I'd waste a lot of money. Um, and I started working for Verizon at 19 years old. I had no bills, no debt at the time other than my student loans, and I was making like I want to say anywhere from 50 to 55 grand a year, and I was Imagine 19. If you banged out that debt then exactly. when you had no other bills. Exactly. So. <laughs> All I had was a student loan debt. I was making 50, 55 a year at 19, and I lived at home with my grandparents. When I got a job, you know, they were kind of struggling a little bit. So what I did was I gave them a few hundred dollars a month. And at the time, it seemed like I was helping out a lot. But now as an adult and looking back on it, I was like, that was nothing. I was barely doing anything. I gave them maybe two, three hundred dollars a month. I would I would love to pay two, three hundred dollars a month for cable and housing and mm -hmm. everything. You know what I mean? So Amen. literally always in my mind okay pay your bills be able to pay your bills mm -hmm. and the first thing i did when i worked there i bought like a benz i bought a benz at like 19 years old mm, and that. exactly <laughs> like i was 19 or 20 years old and i had bought a, a nice nice benz or whatever like that the car payment was like 435 a month and i was like cool i'm making you know 50 55 i think my take home was anywhere from 29 to 3200 depending on commission at the time and you know 435 out of three grand a month you know i have a lot of money left over insurance on it and then insurance kicked in insurance was like 300 a month i said okay i mean i still got something to play with so we still are about it like a thousand dollars a month with me helping out with my grandparents with the bins uh note and the insurance now I'm gas kicking in. It's like, oh, this spins kind of eat up some gas. Now I'm spending mm. two, two fifty a month on gas. And them tickets. <laughs> exactly. And then it doesn't even stop there. That wasn't enough for me. I went out and I bought uh, a motorcycle. Mm. That payment was two fifty a month. And then the insurance on that. And then the gas on that. And you just ride. When you have a motorcycle, you just ride around. You're not even going anywhere. <laughs> you just want somebody to see you on the motorcycle. So you're. Just, I'm so riding true. around, just through the neighborhoods like doing absolute I have nowhere to go I kid you not I have nowhere to go I'm riding around this motorcycle paying all this money then that still wasn't enough I go out and I buy an ATV that payment was two twelve a month I said oh my goodness so when it was all said and done with all the toys I was buying I think at one point my bills had got all the way up to about like $2,500 a month out of the 30 to 3200 a month that I was making I was paying $2,500 a month to pr pretty much toys and managing those toys mm -hmm. and I had no other bills and I and it's ridiculous now I'm like those are real grown man bills $2,500 a month are like grown adult bills at 19 20 years old I was paying that type of money for toys and didn't even but in my mind was I can pay for it mm -hmm. you always be able to pay your bills I never missed a payment my credit at the time was like a 750 
You know what I mean? Because I always I paid it every single month, never missed a payment. But it was never a thought in my mind to not have that payment in the first place because there's something better you could be doing with that money, mm-hmm. or paying it off early so that I can still enjoy these toys. But I'm just not paying all this interest every single month for it. Only thing in my mind was if you can pay for it, it's cool as long as you can make the payment. Mm-hmm. And that's what America preaches to the children now. Yeah. And it, it is be able to make your payment they're not telling you about really budgeting or what you can do with that money instead of buying those toys or things that you want it's just as long as you can make the payment you're good the american dream you know what i mean so a lot of people are stuck in that and they're living up to their means and everything seems good because they can pay for it their credit is high and things like that but they're not they can't live they can't do nothing else but those toys and at the same time when you you know just making the payments that's that's bare minimum like what are you leaving your children exactly at the end of the day if you're just getting by with making payments and and being on time with payments or you know making sure the bill is paid when it's due Mm -hmm. like that's good that's that's well and good but you're not leaving your kids with anything and i don't know that a lot of people have that mindset of Mm -hmm. what what am i doing in my life that's going to leave my kids i i know personally a lot of people who they just they do the bare minimum or they do what they feel like is the most that they can do mm-hmm. as far as working hard they, okay. they you know they yeah. kind of follow that structure of of you know go to school get a job but they don't think about how they can work smarter and you know or ever escape the job yes and so mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day i, I know some people who <laughs> their mm-hmm. mission in life is to have kids who can turn around and take care of them when right. they get old and that's right. not okay Right. The play right now in America is still to this day, I've, I've seen it change a little more because I think the younger generation is just getting a little smarter, mm-hmm. probably only because social media and they see mm-hmm. people are, are doing other things on social media. Yes. We didn't have that when we were coming up. You know what I mean? To see that there was other opportunities out there. These kids are 14, My 12, 11 years old. Exactly. <laughs> and they're seeing their peers. Like there's that, that little kid who's like eight years old who's making like 20 million a year for mm-hmm. like tour reviews. Like they're seeing that stuff grow up growing up and they're saying okay I want to be a social media influencer when I grow up they're saying this at like 12 years old I don't know I don't know that might be a little that might be a little crazy but it's something they know that they can do other things besides go to college and I'm not against college the only thing with college that I've always said since my experience with wasting my money in college and not having parents that could afford to pay it for me was that don't go to college just for a piece of paper go for a focused degree go for something that has that that makes sense in the market something that you can use in the market don't spend 80 grand on a mm-hmm. on an english degree i just somebody just did that i heard about recently yeah, 80 crazy. grand on an english degree and he didn't even know how what like if you spend that type of money you have to say i want to be an english professor or something like Honestly, that you know what i mean yeah, like figure yeah. out what you can do with that degree for that amount of money that gets you that in return mm-hmm. but this kid he was pay- he paid like him and his dad between him and his dad they spent 120 grand on an english undergrad degree and they only and he's working at amazon making 15 dollars an you hour you spend that much money <laughs> on a language you speak anyway like i can't mm-hmm. tell you how how many of the classes that i took in college that like all the information that i needed was yeah. on google mm-hmm. i could have I could have Googled this, especially to not do anything with my degree, right. which thank God I'm, I stopped at after an associate. Yep. And, you know, I basically, after I, I paid out of pocket and, you know, mm-hmm. got small scholarships and things like that and grants. Um, but like the amount of money that I spent on that, 
to not use that degree degree when right. all that if i just wanted the information just to have the information mm-hmm. i could have googled it right especially you know buying all these exactly. books that are worth nothing after the semester's over it's a scam yep so i've been out of college since i was 19 i'm 29 now so it's been 10 years in that 10 years i've never i've had a bunch of jobs from sales to uh, just customer service jobs over the phone, helping people out, photography. No type of job that I had that brought income to my life, I needed that degree for. Yeah. I spent out of my pocket about probably more from 45 to 48 grand out of my pocket in student loans for something that I didn't need. And I really wish that I would have just went to like trade school. Honestly. I wish I would have spent like 15 to 25 grand on like, like, HVAC or something like something because that's never going to go away. People need carpenters. People need people to fix their refrigerators and their AC units because those go out all over the place. You know what I mean? And those those trades are just automotive, anything, anything. Even if I don't do it right now, I would feel much better knowing that I have an automotive certification in my in my back pocket than this degree that's doing absolutely nothing for me. I use my degree as a coaster, so I definitely understand. (laughs) nice and cushioned mm-hmm. doesn't get your <laughs> no that's that's real and i don't think there's enough emphasis placed on trade school even right. i i think what's really infuriating about that is that i still see a lot of teachers even promoting they push it they, like because they're part old, of the they're part of the system and that's it's, why it's crazy because there's teachers who are also they're part of the system, but not a strategic part of the system. They're not actually trying to push the college agenda for the institution mm-hmm. sake. They're, you know, it's it's just ingrained. It's just, right. you know, that, that, just that, that. I, I don't want to call it brainwashing. That sounds really mean, but it's just, it's that, that. It's just really ingrained. It's like, I have, I have teachers. Oh, did you go back to school yet? No. And unless somebody rich is paying for me to go back to school, I will not be going back to school. Right, and it's like, why? That's what you should ask. Exactly. Why should I go exactly. back to school? What do yeah. I need to go to? But when that, what I want to do com- maps nothing to going back to school. When the conversation takes that turn, it's always problematic. It's right. just like, but you can't possibly sit in the the economic climate that we're in mm-hmm. and hear the things in the news and still be a firm believer that college is the way. And Chris, yeah. if you have it, cool do what you gotta do do what you can do but if you don't there's no reason why we should still be preaching college to inner city kids whose parents can't even feed them properly right just because who's taking out the loans either the parents is going to be a parent plus loan and the parent is going to be to their eyeballs in debt and that have nothing for retirement for themselves or the child is going to take on these student loans Mm -hmm. and then their life is screwed like, until um, the end of time like, I'm all for education I am yeah. 100% for education but there are so many ways, so many to, ways be to be educated without, <laughs> exactly. without putting yourself in debt for sure and there's so many elements there's so many things that just that you know the the idea of having to go to school to validate yourself you mm-hmm. know socially yeah. there's it's 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 spirals it there's like mm-hmm. ripple effects so it's sure. you know your social standing you feel away if you don't get a degree because you know everybody else right. and you you know there's this thing you know within within the culture where it's like if you didn't go to college or if you went to college and you mm-hmm. didn't go to a hbcu it's kind of just like uh, exactly like, are yeah. you are you really a part it's of the it's definitely culture? like a it's definitely like a <laughs> social status thing, it's yeah. like it's like do you have a degree and where did you go and mm-hmm. oh depending on the school like 
like if it was if it's known for being like a party school or a really fun school, yeah. it's like, oh, I wish I would have went there. And it's like, this is not what school is about. No. The school is not about who's having the most fun, where the best frats and fraternities mm. are, and how many parties you went to. It's literally about a piece of paper that's supposed to bring you yeah. some return yeah. in the job market. Yeah. And so many people choose their schools based on HBCU or mm-hmm. the 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 type of school like Harvard and the Ivy Leagues, and I have nothing against those schools, but more than not, if you if you span all of their degrees degrees that they have in those Ivy League schools versus regular state schools, you're essentially just overpaying for those mm-hmm. degrees for the most part. And it's it, it's it's wise to kind of take all of this stuff into consideration because there's so many people who kind of felt like they had to go through the process to fill it out for themselves, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, they're just like, yeah, school is a waste. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I 150k I, later, eh, wasn't worth I it. I can't even <laughs> pretend that I was really strategic about it. Like right. my me not going to a, a university, it 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 wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. like a strategy. I didn't say I'm gonna go to to right. community college because it's much more like it's it's frugal. I still mm-hmm. I get the, I get the opportunity to figure out what I want or what I don't want. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't a strategy. I mm-hmm. couldn't get loans. I couldn't go to the university. Right. And it ended up working out for me. You know who I blame my $45,000 of student <laughs> loans on? I don't even blame it on my parents because they didn't even push it on me. Who's you know who made me go to college? My food and nutrition teacher, senior year in high school. Mm. A food and nutrition teacher. Mm. I was in this lady's class for like one period every other day because you had, you know, they split the days up. And then it was towards the end of the school year. Norman, you going to college? I see all these. They had like, oh, this person was accepted here in the hallways. And I don't see nothing for you, Norman. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, you know, it, it is what it is. And she said, well, this school is 15 minutes away. You can commute. And I have like, she had some special type of thing where it was like, and they're doing for the next two weeks. You don't even have to pay for the application. And that was like everybody's things. Like, oh, I don't got $100 for the application fee. It's like, it's a free application fee. That's the money that's going out that you see. Exactly. So I said, you know what? I filled it. She made me fill it out in her class. Like literally, we were supposed to have been making like yeah. omelets, and she was like, "No, you're not making omelets today. You are filling out this this application to this you school." Need to send her an invoice. Exactly, and I literally filled it out. I got accepted, sent to the uh, the orientation, everything, and 45k later, I was yeah. just like, oh, "Why she did I do that?" That's the reason why I went to college. Thank you for your, mm-hmm. your interest in my future. And now, yep. if you keep that same energy on this bill. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, yeah, I don't think, especially honestly, like I don't, I don't even like making it seem like it's that. You know, I, I don't like highlighting certain mm-hmm. portions of it as if you know this is just the 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 portion the the people to blame. It's de- definitely not about that. But I've had a lot of better off teachers who weren't who weren't people of color right. who didn't have the same kind of struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they weren't aware. Mm-hmm. Of you know the struggle of inner city kids and, and right. kids of color, and but it's it's different when you're in it than you just hear about it. Mm-hmm. You know I think um and and I, I honestly still think a part of it is just it's what they were taught. It's they they right. think that school is the way. It's right, what they, they were taught. They they went through the process and mm-hmm. they think it's your best bet, so they want it for you too. So definitely no. without even looking further detail, exactly. which is what happened. And with it, my, it's kind of difficult too yeah. because you know with ha- having as many students as you do, mm-hmm. you kind you just throw out generic advice most times because it seems to fit, right. you know. But it doesn't fit, and so I think that that I think that's a part of the problem right. that we're not spending enough time. 
students aren't having enough people spend that quality time to try to figure out what they want right and instead of just saying oh go to school to figure it out or you want to be this okay cool go to school Mm -hmm. it's like trying to figure out uh, an actual plan right i um i was i went back to my old high school to help with um they were doing college essays right and every student that i helped i was mm-hmm. asking them what do they want to do some of them didn't know oh i'm right. going to college but i'll figure know. it out I'm like oh you're gonna go you're into gonna, debt to figure it you're out you're gonna figure this out for 15k a year okay <laughs> and it's insane like. <laughs> and it's like i you know trying to trying to help them so it's like at least if you are adamant about going to college or if your parents are adamant about you going to college right. you have some kind of idea of what you could possibly go into right. and so your it parents, kind of narrows it down a little and your bit. parents owe you that to yeah. at least ask you and if you say these are the subjects I'm looking into mm-hmm. for them to do the research and help you mm-hmm. but it's really tough too because if you had parents who didn't go to school themselves they like me I didn't yeah. my you know what I mean my grandfather had degrees but my grandfather was literally like you know like 82 years old yeah. you know things yeah. are so much different, <laughs> so different you know but my immediate parents they didn't go to school yeah. you know what i mean they they barely graduated high school you know what i mean that was back in the day like my dad he graduated high school got drafted to the army came back and was able to work himself up through government jobs and i think in like 95 my dad was making like 75 80 grand a year mm-hmm. with a high school diploma out of the the army but that was back in the day when you could just move yourself up yeah. now they put all these stipulations no you can't go this further unless you got a bachelor's yeah. unless you got a master's yeah. and they'll cap you yeah. but back then it was like as long as you had the skill and you could do the job mm-hmm. you're gonna keep moving up this ladder there was people in the army i mean um, with high school diplomas in the government in the 90s making like 90 100 grand a year mm-hmm. no college yeah. but it became unfair to the people who went to school and did all that so yeah. I, I think that played into it but now so. with this whole college admissions scandal situation yeah. with people buying their way into school yeah, like honestly it, it's, it's kind of funny to me it's kind of ironic that there you know that this is a thing now in the news where celebrities are bribing their kids way into colleges yeah. when it money was getting certain certain groups of people yeah. into college anyway yeah. like you a, had to have the money to be able to pay tuition just because you're not bribing anybody you still needed to have money in order to get into certain schools mm-hmm. and yeah it, that's how you know it's more of a, it's not even an education thing it's a status thing it is a status it's just to say oh johnny goes to ucla do you know what i mean he's in the best dentist program they have in the country yeah. i think one parent had paid up to six million dollars for the th- mm-hmm. uh, what mm-hmm. if you have six million dollars first of all if i have six million dollars whatever i did to get the six million dollars my child is going to work in that company or he's going to do or he or she's going to do something that puts him in that position why would i spend six million dollars for you to go to college it's insane and when you think That's about crazy. it how many people went so like you know they did what they were supposed to do quote-unquote supposed to do they you know bust their butts to get into the best colleges they got their degrees they got their you know bachelor's masters whatever else and they're still unhappy so at the end of the day what are you spending money for Mm -hmm. if you're not going to be happy with what you're doing at Mm -hmm. the end of the day you might as well it's going to be it's going to be a struggle one way or another it's going to be a struggle if you you don't have the money to go through it and it's going to be a struggle if you do have the money but still have to do all this work Mm -hmm. so you might as well take the path that's going to one leave you fulfilled and two you know just at the end of the day you can look back and and be 
honestly proud of it not just oh everybody thinks i lived a great life because i did this 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 and this Mm -hmm. but still not having any real satisfaction for it like what is it for Mm -hmm. spending all that money just for other people to think of you in a certain way that when you're dead that's not gonna matter doesn't matter at all gonna care exactly this is my last thing on college and i think this is the map to college right now the play to college first in high school figure out what you want to do figure After that, say, do I need college to become this? Mm -hmm. If I need college to become, like, if you just want to be a business owner, you don't need to go get a business degree. You don't. I'm sorry. You might learn some things about how to run a business, but it's that's more so geared on how to run a business, somebody else's business. That's more like Mm -hmm. business degrees are more based on how to run someone else's business, not necessarily your own. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, you don't need a business degree. You don't need to spend 50, 60 grand on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, After you figure that out, okay, I want to be a pediatrician. Oh, you got to go to school for that. Mm -hmm. Now, what schools will allow me to do this the fastest and the cheapest? We're not going to xyz school because it's a private school and paying 40 grand a year when we can get that same degree that same education for 15 for Mm -hmm. 20 so it's do i need this is what i want to do oh it needs school oh how can i get it done the fastest and the cheapest so that i can get into the workforce and start doing what i love what i want to do and get my money back and get my money's worth yes because the quicker you get that money back the sooner you can start stacking that money to invest into your future your kids future So many people come out of some of the best years of their life, college, and have literally that five years after that is like the worst time Mm -hmm. of their life because they they're they're just up to their knees and and, I mean up to their knees, up to their eyeballs in debt. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like if you you get cut off at the knees, you can't walk. You know, and (laughs) what what is like the grace period? Like three months after school, six months after school. It doesn't even seem. You know how many people when I graduated, I'm in college and saw my friends uh, do the four year program. They weren't even finding jobs. They were working at like Hollister and American Eagle that summer and just hoping their student loans didn't (laughs) kick in before they found a real job. I know people who continued going to school just to like you know just to keep pushing it back just to defer a little bit oh let me defer this four percent interest at fifteen thousand a year that makes sense and then accumulate more debt exactly i'm like (laughs) oh my goodness it's a cycle and it doesn't stop and this is this is a a real point that people react badly when they don't have a plan when honestly they're just winging it having a plan is good but having an idea of like Having an idea of what your plan could be is just as good because right. I know a lot of us, we haven't had any formal education about financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Our parents weren't able to teach us anything yeah. about financial literacy and they damn sure weren't able to give us any money to start exactly. whatever it was. Exactly. So we were born in the hole, basically. Right, right. born in a negative. And so, I mean, it, it's it's really bad, but it's you can't you can't be blamed for when you started. You can't be blamed for what you you right. didn't you didn't have any control of what you were birthed into right. so having the resources and that's why as much as social media has its negatives it's still a resource that we didn't have right. that it, it, it you can learn right it's now not i do all fun and games. i you believe in learn. like disadvantages and people starting their lives at different points like mm-hmm. some people do start off lower mm-hmm. than others oh, yeah. some people start off flat and then they get themselves low and then yeah, they have to come definitely. out of it and some people just start in the hole mm-hmm. you know what i mean but I have sympathy towards that, yeah. but I don't have sympathy sympathy towards you just sitting in it and then that yeah. just being your excuse because it's at some point how you start, but right, if you stay at that some way, point it's on you. You know what I mean? At some point you 
you can figure something out and, and start climbing if you choose to do so. Mm-hmm. But if you sit in it, that I mean, that's that's your fault. You know what I mean? It really is. You know what I mean? even just a glimpse into a new perspective.